Managed Participants is a web show and podcast featuring a group of talented people sharing their stories and art during a Zoom party. Watch it on Half Fast TV on YouTube or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Listen Local Radio. Made possible with support from our sponsors and subscribers. Become one today for as little as two bucks a month at patreon.com slash listen local radio. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Catherine Beeks here from Listen Local. Welcome to our very first episode of Managed Participants. I have an amazing group of friends here. They are all musicians, um, creative folks, um, and more. And that's what we're here to find out all about them. And so, first of all, if you can each in rotation introduce yourselves and just give us a little uh, brief description of who you are, what you do. Let's start with Enter the Blue Sky. Hi, I'm Tina D. I am the backup vocal and perugophone player for Into the Blue Sky. <laughs> and I am Sandy Lala, singer-songwriter and leader of Enter the Blue Sky. I'm Karen Childress Evans, and I am a backup vocal and um, electric viola. Viola! Viola! <laughs> Thank you. All right. Chuck, take it away. Hey, I'm uh, Chuck Roberts, or Charlie Roberts, and I'm a writer and play out here in the high desert. Uh, with a couple of bands and solo and glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure, I'm Bonnie Nichols and I'm a singer songwriter based in South Park, San Diego. And I also play with a band called Birds on a Train. I'm Ted Quinn and I live in Joshua Tree, California. And lately I'm uh, painting and writing some songs. Hi. I'm, I'm Jules. That was Delilah. Um, I'm a singer songwriter, half of the musical duo, the nations and uh, recovered thespian and uh, also a director, teacher, improviser, comedian. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> All right, ladies enter the blue sky. Uh, you send a video for us to just get a little taste of what your music is all about. Can you tell us what song this is? We'll just play a little clip of it. Yeah, it's um, start all over again which is actually on my solo album but we had started playing it long before that so um that's that's what it is and we're playing it navajo live
that's birds on a train bonnie's band when are you guys playing next bonnie uh the band is doesn't have anything scheduled right now we're waiting for you know omicron to kind of go away for a while we'll yeah. probably do a porch concert in the spring yeah it was exciting for a little while gigs were sort of back to normal yeah. uh chuck i know that you were gigging you're still gigging quite often right uh, yeah we're lucky we're playing at a little place called divine wine bar on the 14th and then at the wine cellar all these places are up here in apple valley on on uh, the 28th of january and then we have a couple february dates so yeah we're pretty active What's your answer? I think I'll need it soon. Hey, Barstow Queen, let me take it. This ain't the first time you've been in this bed. Hey, Barstow Queen, I've been knocked down too. Hey, girl, have a drink, please. you sent me a video let's um tell me about it uh the video is for a song called desert kisses um that is that was uh filmed here on our joshua tree home also at the jt saloon so it's a very joshua tree video um last video that we made actually it's a it's you know we do a lot of live videos of course we tape our performances but this is like a real like little movie video uh that was shot by jd rudamekin who's a local Joshua Tree yeah. uh, multi-talented artist. He's a musician with Step Jane, that's his band. And he's also a filmmaker. So he came over here on the windiest day of the year, uh, about a year and a half ago. And we shot this video uh, really quickly um, in Crazy Wind, which fit the song perfectly. So nice. uh, it, turned out, it turned out really well. I'm really proud of it. All right, we're gonna play a little clip of it right now. Cool. Desert kisses
All right, thank you for that. And Teddy, um, you sent me a video of, of something you did just recently in your boudoir. Yeah, uh, well, it's partly, yeah. It's a song that I wrote uh, the day before. Well, so like the 23rd or 24th, and then I, I made a little demo of the song at home on my bed. And then I went over to my friend, Stuart Haydux. I'm sure Jules knows Stu. He's a, he's a dear friend that um, plays in the Sunday band up at Pappy and Harriet's and anyway, old friend of mine. And I went over to his house on Christmas Eve and the two of us recorded the song together. And I kind of shot stuff with my laptop. While, while we were there, my it was during the period when my phone wasn't working at all. So I was shooting with my laptop, which is a really grainy sort of, uh, you know, not a very good resolution. But we made a little video of, of the night for uh, Christmas Eve and uh, released it at midnight on Christmas. Oh, that's beautiful. Let's check out a little bit of it now. Come with me on this day. I know everything's good. Well, I want to get to know a little bit more about each of you. Um, that's why I have you on the show. I know you. I know your music. I know your art. But mm -hmm. I want to know more about you. Actually, Jules, I don't know you. You're kind of brand new to me, and I'm excited about uh, getting to know more about you. This was most interesting to me, the, the, the summer camps you, you do for kids. And so tell me everything you do. Tell me everything. Wow. Uh, well, you know, I, I was pretty focused on the band you know, primarily for, for probably about the past 15 years and, uh, you know, kind of got a hankering to get back into theater. I was really feeling that bug. I've, I, I sort of left the theater behind and, and moved into rock and roll, but it's always been there kind of lurking in the background. So in uh, Topanga, my other home besides Joshua Tree, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says Topanga Corral, which is a famous rock club in Topanga back in the seventies and eighties. They're nodding their heads. 
maybe you're LA people. I can't wait to hear about you. But um, anyway, uh, we we spent a lot of time in Topanga Canyon and Joshua Tree. Those are kind of our two homes, though I'm originally from New York City. Um, and uh, a friend of mine runs a camp there called Camp Cabaret, which is a kid's camp in the summer. Uh, we put on a play on a porch, on a front porch in Topanga. And um, it's it's been a, a just a heart-based project of mine for the past few years. And then she kind of gave me her blessing. And now that I'm sort of moving away from just working with the band and sort of putting my acting directing theater hat back on I'm going to be leading several of uh, several camp cabarets around the country this summer so I'm doing one in Eagle Colorado I'm going to be doing one in Joshua Tree I had three little kids at the Joshua Tree (laughs) music festival kind of attack me and say when are we doing camp so I guess I'm doing camp in Joshua Tree and uh, and then I'll be going and doing a couple in California and then I also do one in Mexico my husband and I spend a good part of the year down in Baja and uh, I've been doing a talent show actually a multi-generation talent show down there with with uh, senior citizens all the way down to three and four year olds and it's also bilingual with Mexican families and gringo families so that show in particular is very close to my heart so all of these are our cabaret shows they're um you know basically talent shows I ask the kids what they're good at and what they want to do and they bring me songs I know all the contemporary pop songs because I'm learning them for eight and 10 year olds like okay um great I'm really into like Ed Sheeran now and you know uh so they all have their their pop hits they want to sing and then we turn them on to kind of classical musical theater stuff and uh and rock and roll we've also had like a a kids rock and roll band down in Baja um where we we teach them rock and roll songs and get them going on the bass you know a a a a always a good uh instrument to teach kids so kids are a big part of, of what I do now and, uh, and and breaking away from just pursuing the band uh, really has has brought a lot of a lot of richness and creativity back into my life. I was very band centric and I, I would say it was partly the pandemic that kind of broadened my focus, but also it's just that uh, that need to do something a little bit different. And, and kind of tired of the grind of, of gigging and recording and not getting anywhere and going okay maybe I want to find something else to. Uh, to sweeten the pot. <laughs> I found the music business starting to get a little bit sour. So yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. But my background's definitely in theater and, and stuff like that. And then meeting Johnny and we formed our, our band and, uh, and I've always been a writer. I've always written a lot of lyrics and poetry. And uh, so, so always been a lyricist. So finding Johnny and being able to write songs together pretty comfortably um, was pretty phenomenal. I'm always looking for collaborators for songwriting. So Anybody wants to write a song? Let's do it. <laughs> nice. Well, um, speaking of that, I was going to ask my next guest, uh, Chuck Roberts, one fantastic singer songwriter. And I've had a couple sessions where we've been sort of writing together and um, it's not something I'm really comfortable with. I've never been comfortable co-writing with someone in the same room. I love to do it separately, like have their music for a while, but Chuck is like a one-on-one face-to-face let's sit down and write some songs kind of guy and he also um I don't know you're just you're very honest Chuck and to the point and that's really refreshing uh you know it's not always it's not always great that sounds great you're like well maybe it could sound better and that's what I really appreciate about you so welcome to the show and tell us a little bit more about the songwriting um that you did uh, dog specific and and that story, because I, I find that fascinating. Well, you know, I, I skipped that I'm an Aries and I like 
long walks on the beach, you know, and uh, the, you know, poems by Emily Dickinson, those kinds of things. Um, the, the, dog, the dog stuff was just a chance to, uh, from a friend to sell some songs to a TV show. I, I just got uh, noticed after, gosh, we started in 2006 that they're going to cut some more episodes. So hopefully I'll make more money. You know, it's not a lot. It's like I play a coffee shop every week. It's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, like any songwriter, I write a lot of lamenting ballads about how I feel. Jesus. And, uh, you know, my my kid was walking by years ago and said, you write so many sad songs. And and I go, the only happy songs I have are about the dogs. And he goes, yeah, and what's making you money? So I thought that was interesting. But uh yeah, and I enjoy writing together. I mean, how can you have a sandwich if you're not in the same room? It's it, it, you know, as musicians and artists, we spend plenty of time alone. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I I just play songs over and over and over and over and over and over, you know, to learn how to play them. And uh, so I like the social aspect of it. I have a lot of opportunity to work by myself in my room, and if I'm going to work with someone as talented as you. Catherine or, or anybody, I'd rather do it, uh, uh, you know, Jewel, together. Jules talked about being improvisational. And we can see, we can see, we watched the Beatles get back that just came out, how much improvising those guys really did. Uh, and and that's, the, that's the kind of thing that excites me is the, the chemical click between having people in the room and the spontaneity of ideas and Right now, I'm trying not to learn to edit myself, but I'll, I think I probably should edit myself and let someone else speak. <laughs> oh, I love it. And Bonnie, what is it like to have a seasoned songwriter like Chuck want to cover one of your songs? Yeah, that was a that was an interesting experience. That's a song called "The Ring," and it's one of the, one of the last ones I recorded. And um, it has received some attention and from a couple of people and Chuck was one of those people and uh, I wasn't since I'm very new at this I've been a singer songwriter for about three years been in the band for four years. Um, I had no idea how to uh, respond to such a such interest or a request and uh, and that's why I reached out to you. <laughs> Say, what should I do? What is, you know, what, what do I expect? And it's essentially uh, kind of letting go of, you know, I created this song and now someone else wants to kind of take a crack at it and see what they're going to do with it. And so now I'm just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. So a very interesting experience, definitely. I love it. Um, Teddy, I understand. Yeah that you uh, were a child actor. Can you tell me about um, some of that experience? Oh yeah, I've been in show business for like a hundred years because I was just thinking, it, it, it's such a thrill. And it, I'm so happy for the person who just spoke because it's such a thrill when somebody else wants to sing your song. I don't know what higher, uh, you know, what, higher honor there is as a songwriter and to have some want to do your song and and uh and chuck talking about the beatles i mean i i know um 
I could go on about the Get Back movies for hours, for more hours than it actually was on the air. <laughs> but but it was such a great lesson in songwriting for for anybody that, or or actually just for collaborating. It was so refreshing. And for me, being someone who was a kid who was in love with the Beatles and saw them breaking up or, you know, thought that's what I was seeing when I saw the film as a kid to see it now and to see how well these, you know, obviously they had so much going on in their lives that, um, uh, you know, so much acclaim, but when they got together in a room and this is such a good lesson, I felt for all of us and for anybody who wants to make music, it's just, to like they they dropped their egos they were they were throwing lines out uh for each other's songs finishing each other's thoughts and you know and obviously what resulted was like the best stuff in the world so it was really that was such an inspirational thing to see and yeah when i was the kid on tv i was really dreaming of being around the beatles so to answer your question i love it <laughs> nice all right so you ladies are off to europe what's that how did that happen and where are you going and tell us all about that well we have a friend who got married in scotland on the isle of mall and um she decided she wanted to have a reception you know in april well it was planned earlier but then of course the pandemic shit happened and so um she came back here trying to get her visa and all that figured out and uh, came to a gig and said, can you guys play at my reception, you know, in Scotland? And we're like, well, we had already talked on Facebook and I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, uh, I didn't tell the girls. And so then after Karina is our friend. So after she left, then the girls go, hey, Karina's under the impression that we're going to be performing at her reception in Scotland. And I go, well, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah. And so, and it's so like, why just go there for one thing, you know, and it happens around spring break for Karen, who's at, at school. And so we're, we're going into, we're flying into London and then we're just doing the train. We're going to Liverpool and then Newcastle and Edinburgh. Um, over to the Isle of Mull, and then we're, we're uh, ending in Glasgow and, and uh, flying out of there. So we have, right now we have four gigs set up, and we're just, and it's it's on both ends, the beginning and the end. So now we got to fill in the middle, you know. Nice. But no matter what, you know, we'll just have a good time. Oh my gosh, even just busking there would be fun. Well, it's going to be very, very cold. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> like 49 degrees. She, she can't, yeah, her finger, she can't feel her fingers out. Yeah. It's a little persnickety. Karen, you, I think you retired, but what, what did you used to do with the schools? I retired, um, well, I've been a, in education for 50 years now. Uh, and I retired seven years ago from, um, I was the executive director of visual and performing arts for San Diego Unified School District, the second largest school district in the state of California. And I was in charge of all the dance, theater, music, and visual art. And so that's how I met you, my dear. Yeah. And um, right now as a, as a retiree, I'm working as the um, artistic director for orchestras at Grossmont High School. And I volunteer there uh, two hours a day and have an extraordinary amount of fun. And then um, I do arts and crafts and I do my art. Uh, and, <laughs> 
and I do I do everything you know but uh, I just recently broke my back <laughs> so right now I'm just healing so that I can go to the British Isles good good beautiful and um, Tina D can you tell us a little more about yourself what you do outside of the band um, outside of the band my husband and I are self-employed contractor um, and so I've been playing guitar throughout my teenage years I kind of you know for 10 15 years one of the ones who put it away in my life got in the way for a couple decades and on a dare on my birthday somebody said okay on your birthday you have to pick it up and play again and so two weeks before my birthday they said okay your birthday's coming up are you ready it's like oh man so I, <laughs> my guitar was waiting in my closet for me for you know 20 years later so I had a couple weeks to pick it up and figure out a song played um, Harvest Moon at Cosmos when Cosmos had it, um, and then figured I better either I'm going to stay with it or I'm not going to. Um, I'm just going to not going to play for another 10, 30 years. Yeah. But I just kept playing and played local open mics and found this wonderful musical community that I never ever would have imagined. She and invited, we love you too. She invited me to join the band, so it's been a bucket list to be a backup singer in a band. I, it's like so. It's been really really fun, and I love these ladies like sisters. Fantastic! I love it. All right, what do you guys have coming up? What can you share with uh, the viewers and listeners? Jules, let's start with you. Well, I, uh, not, not a whole lot, I have to say. We, uh, our next batch of gigs is going to be in Baja. I'll be, I'll be traveling down. Johnny's there already. He's already there surfing and enjoying the sun and the beach. And uh, I'll be joining him in February. So our next batch of gigs will be down there. So if any of you are in the Cabo San Lucas, uh, Southern Baja area, you can check us out in Todos Santos. We play there quite a bit. Um, and uh, really after that, I'm just getting ready for my 40th high school reunion, uh, which is the High School of Performing Arts, you know, fame, I'm gonna live forever. Uh, that's That was my high school. Nice. Um, and I'm going to my, I'm, I'll be driving across country to go to my reunion, really looking forward to that. I'm in the process of purchasing a van uh, to to start living more of a nomadic lifestyle. Um, and uh, gonna the first, I think the maiden voyage will be this cross country trip back to my high school reunion, which I'm going to film. I'll be um, filming the whole thing, like a little documentary. Nice. So looking forward to that. I'm kind of getting it ready. I've got my dash mount camera. I'm getting a new iPhone with a better camera and learning how to shoot. Uh, interview stuff so I can do this documentary. I'm going to go kind of a backwards walk through my life because I, I went from New York to Chicago to California and I'm going to be going backwards. So I'll be going California, Chicago, New York, and kind of revisiting. Um, I don't, I don't really know what the storyline of the documentary is going to be. Like for me, it's, it's kind of a professional revisiting of my career. Yeah. Um, Chicago is where I started doing a lot of improv and comedy and, and back in New York, I was doing all musical theater and commercials. So it was like a big shift in California. I switched to rock and roll. So, hey, girls, you behave down there. Smack. Uh, I know how to control little girls from summer camp. So, uh, but, but I, so I'm looking forward to making that documentary and, uh, and, and hitting the road a little bit more as a, um, a sort of a traveling uh, storyteller. Yay. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm also uh, doing a lot of pitches for The Moth. You guys listen to The Moth on NPR? Yep. yep. Wonderful, uh, you know, 
first person storytelling. So I've been writing all these first person stories and the way you pitch them to the moth is condensing them to two minutes. Mm -hmm. You have to record them on their phone line. You have to get a whole story into two minutes and get the whole story in beginning, middle and end. So I've been doing this practice of funneling my stories down to a two minute pitch and then calling them offline and pitching. So I really hope they bite on one of those because I really love the moth. And that's been a wonderful exercise as a writer. I was going to say, um, that's great. Well, as, I mean, as a lyricist, right, I'm writing just verses and choruses and it's a very limited amount of words. And recently I've given myself permission to write a lot more doing Kevin's workshop and writing fiction and writing first person storytelling. So now I'm just like blah, 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 on the page and yeah. loving it. So now for these moth pitches, again, I have to do this funneling back to kind of a lyric, lyrical kind of thing where I have to use just the important words. Right. And not only that, just the important parts of the story. I have to really hone the story to what is propelling the story forward. Right. And, and just lose all the chaff. It's been a remarkable writing experiment. That, that's awesome. Um, so I'm really enjoying my writing right now. And, uh, and I'm really enjoying not booking gigs right now. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm yeah. really enjoying not being a booking agent and not being a publicist right now. Right. Because that's the part of being in a band that gets so tiresome for us as musicians. Yeah. And, and to be able to just hang those hats up for a while yeah. uh, feels really good. <laughs> good. We look forward to following you on your trip uh, over Thank there. You. So we'll, keep, we'll stay tuned to that. Thank you, Jules. Awesome. Um, Bonnie, what do you have coming up in the near future? Well, I do have that gig at Navajo Live, and it's um, that's uh, January 16th from 7 to 9. It's a singer-songwriter showcase. And um, as I mentioned, I am I'm kind of the newbie, so I have performed with my band, but I've never performed solo except in backyards of friends houses during the pandemic <laughs> so um uh so i'm looking forward to that and i'll probably wear a mask when i'm not singing i mean gotta be safe <laughs> i'm gonna order a black mask so it kind of looks chic yeah and um so that's that's the that's the main thing i have coming up and um i do want to host an ep release party i was going to do that uh, early February and like, no, it's just not the right time. Right. So that's not happening. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I do, I do want to create a couple of videos for my songs because it, it does seem that when you release a song and you post it on Facebook or Instagram, I think people seem to, they're more apt to listen to it. If yeah. You give them a story to watch. Agreed. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Bonnie. Um, and Chuck, you will be playing some shows in the greater Apple Valley, Victorville and beyond. I know you, you uh, have quite a, a circuit that you do. Well, I can't seem to, I can't seem to cure my narcissism. So I keep going out and playing, albeit it's uh, harder and harder, you know, for viral reasons and just harder and harder because the, you know, everybody will work for, for less than what I can pay good good guys to come in and sit in with me. But the other things I have going on is uh, I'm releasing a single called Hailing Heroes that will be done with the, the, the music's done and it's just getting all the other promotional stuff to prop it up. 
and I'm hoping to do that by the end of March. And then following that with another, uh, and Hailing Heroes, we made and recorded with a, a guy by the name of Matt Grundy, who works with Donovan Frankenreiter. Really exciting that Matt took that that song, kind of put his spin on it. Nice. And then a ballad called Make Me Cry will follow that. And uh, just trying to, you know, I, I think I told you that every day 44,000 songs are released on the internet. And so, you know, I, I'm, I was a little... I was a little troubled by that, but you know, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket and that's like 300 million to one, but I think I got that in the bank. I've already spent that money. You know, my bookie, I'm down about $82,000 from the, from the Ram game, you know, they pulled it out, but didn't cover the spread. So, you know, I'm going to need that lot of money. It's pretty serious. I hear you. I'm hoping that comes through too. Oh, Chuck. And Teddy, I, I know that you were, you used to host an open mic in Joshua Tree. I don't think you're doing that anymore because of the pandemic. What, what's going on with you? What, what can we find you? What are you, what are you doing, Teddy? Well, yeah. So like in March of 2020, I stopped hosting the open mics at the Joshua Tree Saloon. And I had stopped doing the one up at Pappy and Harriet's about five years earlier. And I, um, and I've kind of been, you know, a little bit of a hermit. So I, I don't really have any gigs. I did something up at First World um, uh, about a year ago. And I, I did something at uh, the folk school here in Joshua Tree recently. But I don't really feel like I'm going to go out and play that much. I think, you know, I like doing stuff from home. And so as I write songs, I think I just will record them and or release them just on the phone not really worry about it and you know um the the record that i did with Stu or the song that i recorded with Stu hayduck the other night um is kind of we, we we were very excited about it so we thought that we'll try to do a whole album kind of like the beatles had to do the get back album in three weeks and he had a couple of gigs this weekend. And so we hope to just start recording and like get something done in just a couple of weeks and real, real basic, nothing, you know, no, not a lot of overdubs or anything, just pretty live and just kind of go like that and, you know, get those black masks, but make sure they're the N95s because that thing is really, it's getting, I've noticed in the last week, week or two that, more people in my life and closer to me have have come down with yeah. uh, the virus. And it's um, people who are vaccinated also, and yeah. thankfully fairly well for the most part. But, you know, be real careful out there. Indeed. Yes. Thank you, Teddy, for that message. And also thank you for your activism and what you bring to the community. I think you're a marvelous person. From what well, I know of you on social media. Well, thank you for getting me out to play. That was so much fun at the Palms. And I hadn't been there for, you know, at least during the pandemic. And it was really nice to see Mary and Laura and James Sibley. Yeah. And that was really a fun loved. show. All right. And uh, Enter the Blue Sky, besides Scotland, what do you uh, ladies have coming up? Well, in January, um, which we're in now, obviously, um, we're playing at Nate's Garden Grill a couple of times. 
We're doing a um, streaming thing at Kulex up in uh, Laurel Canyon. Um, Kulex Woodshed, I don't know if anybody's heard of that, but it's like a place, it's a total hole in the wall. And they even have a big uh, queen size bed in there that for part of the seating and uh, chairs that are all cut down and stuff. Anyway, they have um, professional video yeah. cameras on tracks and stuff. Have you been there, Catherine? I have, I've never been there, but I've seen their videos that they do. They're phenomenal. They're amazing. They have, I don't I know, six, six cameras forever. And yeah. Paul Kulak has been a, a real champion of independent musicians. Absolutely. Yeah. So they finally, yeah. So they're finally opening it up for um, audiences again. And well, at, at least that's how, how it was set. So on the 12th, we're going to be up there and, uh, and then, um, so that'll be two hours. Is that it? Yeah, two hours. And uh, yeah, it's a great God. It's a great deal. It's three hundred bucks for two hours, and then they give you the whole thing, and it's all it's so professional. All the cameras are on tracks, and That's they awesome. got a, a video room, and they have a an audio room, and it's all yeah, it's great. So we're doing that on the twelfth, and then we have uh, we're going to be playing down at the um, at Carly's in Borrego which I've always wanted to do. And we just got that January and February. And uh, then what else? Oh, Space Bar on, I'm looking at our calendar on on January 16th. Hmm? A Sunday morning? Yeah, it's a yeah. Sunday morning. Uh, nice. Those are really breakfast, fun. Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so for me, I could play out every single day. That's, yeah. I have a day gig, but yeah. I would love to play out every single day. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, just play out, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you guys very much. Um, I want I didn't want to keep you over an hour, but I have one final question. And it's basically just do you have anything else? Um, Teddy, can we start with you and just share anything final that you want to say? Well, um, let's see. I just, you know, I just think that for me, and you know, if I was to give anyone uh, my thoughts about, you know, being an artist, it's just do what you uh, have to do and what you really feel. And, um, you know, it, it'll find, it'll find the right ears, you know, it'll, it'll find the right eyes for, for the work. If, if you, uh, I think that the most valuable thing is to be completely, you know, oneself. And so, uh, you know, like the, the people that the people that stand out, like that Chuck mentioned, like the Van Goghs or the or the uh, Mozarts or whatever. It's really true that most most artists are not really uh, and, and Emily Dickinson are not really um, uh, completely appreciated in their own time. And I don't think that that's the most important thing. I mean, I, I think that it's way more important to just do what you really uh need to express and yeah so i look forward to making a record finishing a film that i started before the pandemic and doing a lot more paintings in this new year and i made myself a schedule so that i would spend one hour doing one project move over to another project for an hour allow myself some time to eat go to the next thing and kind of set up a, like, like I'm going to school every day to do my projects. I love that. That's a great <laughs> idea. Well, thank nice. you, Teddy. It's just a pleasure to get to know you. And I hope I get to run into you a lot this year. 
Same to you. Thank you. Uh, Bonnie, any final thoughts? I was just looking at this, uh, my 2022 goals that I've been working on. I don't know if you can see this at all. Oh, wow. The top, there's a so lot there. <laughs> the top ones are all music. Then we have personal and then we have business. Okay. Like three, three lines. <laughs> so for me, it's all about, um, it's all about learning. Um, getting better on the bass, taking bass lessons, getting better on guitar, um, learning something new on the melodica, writing a new song, creating videos. It's all, this is maybe even busking. Uh, this is just a really, despite the pandemic, it's still, a, it's an exciting time for me because I work from home and do very well as a hermit. Um, and so it's all about learning, but I guess the last thing is that one of, one of my goals is to collaborate and it's hard to meet people when it's, when you don't know performances, if they're going to happen. And, uh, I saw Sandy at the songwriter showcase and now, now, now I feel like I know her so much more. And nice. so that's something that I'm that's really important to me is collaboration with other musicians. Beautiful. Yeah, that's the main uh, uh, driving force behind this new series is just to mm. still be able to hang out with people and, you know, get to know some new folks from Joshua Tree and the Morongo Basin and, and keep in touch with my old pals in San Diego and, and introduce the two. So this is great. Mm. I love it. Chuck, give us your thoughts. What is on your mind? I really, I really hope that we all figure out a way to help somebody and help one another. It's, I, I think for me, I'm get, I told you I'm getting out of the you should business, you know? So for me, it's, uh, it's being aware of the people that I can help. Um, you know, whether, whether it's a, just to go see them at a show I mean, I have a rule that if you see my show, I'll be at your show. That's just, it's the, it's the days of Little League. You know, you buy my kids candy, I buy your kids candy. And, uh, and I, hope, I hope that's it. It, it, it. I think if we, if, I think if, you know, the, the, I just read a book called uh, Rock Me on the Water and they had the, they had the documentary about uh, uh, Topanga Canyon, was that it? And it just seemed like in the 60s and 70s, there was so much more collaboration and not so much, you can't have a slice of my pie. And I, I just hope it, you know, people, you know, put a hand down and help somebody up the stairs, you know, to the stage or, or give somebody their spot or you got an extra song, I only need to sing one, you go ahead and sing three. It, just anything, you know, or, or hell, you're, you're sick and you need some groceries. Sure. Venmo the money and I'll go do that. Whatever it is. I, I think that's what we also need to do as artists, you know, talked about Van Gogh and his brother who took care of him. It's uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity when we look around uh, to, to help people and to do that. And I, and I think if anything could make this, a wonderful place to be 
and a wonderful way to express art. It's, it's generosity and moving from that first. That's it. Thanks, Chuck. You've redeemed yourself. <laughs> I still believe the other stuff. That was beautiful. <laughs> All right, ladies, any final thoughts? Sandy? You guys? Oh, I well, speak for us. Bonnie, so the 16th at Navajo? Cool. All right. Great, I'll be there. I, this is something actually that's interesting. Chuck was talking about going to see other artists. I, I rarely see other artists. Um, it, it's, it's difficult for me um, as an artist because I'm always, it's hard for me to just listen. And so I'm like, oh, they did, oh, that was an interesting way. Oh, I would have done it this way or that way. It's, it's really hard. And so I end up going to see a lot of jazz shows because it's nothing I do. So it, it makes it easy. But I have in, in uh, the last couple of months gone to see more um, artists that were more peers. And it's, it is, um, it's, um, it's uplifting, you know, and, and to be just to be that support. I enjoy that. I just went and at Navajo uh, last, last week and saw Mark Montijo and, and Bobo. Yeah, so it was really nice, you know, it was a nice, but I just have to really let go of my inner you know just just be there and enjoy it so i enjoy that and i also am trying to figure out what i can do to help more to help help the world help people help humanity help you know existence whatever i'm trying to figure that out i i'm not sure what it will be yet but at, at least if i can stay open maybe something will come my way and and this other group that it, that I play with my husband. Um, um, we we play old 40s, 20s, 30s swing, that sort of stuff, or just whatever, up till about, I don't know, 60s. Um, but we play for retirement communities, older folks, um, uh, independent living, that, that sort of thing. And the joy that it brings to them, um, it's, we're never going to make a living at it. Uh, we get paid, but uh, we, it's not so much getting in, it's just being in a, a room with a whole bunch of grandparents that really just love you to death and you're bringing such joy to their living. That's why I do stuff. I, I Yes, I do it because I, I need to. But if I can make other people happy, and I know that we do in this in this group. I know I just know by the feedback we all get. Um, then we're doing we're doing wonderful things. If we do wonderful things for us, that's doing wonderful things for others. Then it's a circle, and and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I get to talk to wonderful people like you. So <laughs> yeah, and I Love I concur with, with both. Do you concur? You concur. concur. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Wonderful. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much. I just love all of your brains and your hearts and your music and your art. And um, thank you Good. so much for what you do for the world. And thanks for being on the show. All right. Thanks, Catherine. We'll see I you love later. your dog.